Ora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts, Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Hello, Chris. Hello, Mark. Um, it's been a while, hasn't it? Hello, listeners. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Well, they probably haven't, actually. I wouldn't. <laughs> well, if it's on automatic download, then they'll go, hey, those guys finally recorded something. That's true. We've been, we've actually had quite a few questions, like, where the heck are you? Yeah, and, um, much. We, we could tell a full story. I mean, we've just sat here for the past 51 minutes <laughs> trying to get technology to work. And, and well, weirdly that- enough, for, for a podcast that focuses on technology, man, we've had a bad run with technical things well i forgot you forgot to mention the nearly two hours we spent last night trying to get things to work um so backing up the truck from there your microphone died yeah well um, my fr- microphone died and my headphones died with the help of my children yes that's um, so such joy joy to the world yeah i've taken the money out of their um, school fund <laughs> so would yeah um and then before that we had our, our um, podcasting software stuff up yeah, which um, mm, that got rid of one episode. <laughs> yeah, so um, this this podcast is late, not because we didn't try, uh, but because technology is against us. Well, technology has been trying. I think that's that's the, that's the problem. That is true. Um, mm. But we're back. Welcome along. It's, oh heck yeah! What's this podcast about, Mark? Uh, this podcast is the greatest geospatial podcast in the world about geospatial stuff, Chris. Oh, wow. Well, we don't like to hide under a bushel with that kind of comment, do we? Uh, no, but we do like a d- good disclaimer. We like to say that the opinions and views expressed on this podcast are our own, our only our own, and um, mm. aren't the views of anyone else we work for or work with. I see we've been out of practice of saying that. Yeah, I know. It's been ages. And listeners, if, if you're wondering uh, who who yeah my voice is, this, this is as a result of a, a new microphone and Personally, I think I sound a lot more um, debonair, maybe um, more. Do you feel like you own a Jag? Yeah, maybe I do. I have just got a new car. It's not a Jag, though. <laughs> right. Um, but one of the upsides of um, being off the airwaves um, is people got in touch with us, which we really, really, really appreciated. Oh no, I thought it was. I got to spend some time with my wife. That was one of the upsides. <laughs> right. Hang on, wasn't she out? Well, yeah, a fair amount of time. But anyway, <laughs> yes, we got a lot of correspondence. Yeah, and so um, keep keep that coming in. We re- we're actually trying to get back to responding to people. I noticed there's one or two we haven't got back to. Um, so apologies if we haven't got back to you. We are trying, just like technology. Um, mm. But yeah, um, so and we've also done a bit more planning, so we have some great interviews lined up. Do we? Yeah, of course we do. I was just kidding. Of course we do. Ah, oh, that that times I, I knew you weren't listening in the planning meetings. <laughs> we have planning sessions. Um, uh, of course we do. Um, but yeah, don't forget the many many ways you can get in touch with us on social media, um, and also on our website. And if you if you do actually like us enough, um, you can buy us a beer um, on the website. Oh. I, th- and I thought a few you were gonna... people have done that, and we've appreciated that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, Chris it's, has been um... sitting back with his warm ale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I am enjoying that at the moment. 
Um, so, yeah, so keep a lookout for that. Um, what else? This podcast, what's on today's menu? We've got more great news. Yeah, um, people have missed the news. Without it, what, you know, people have had to go and, you know. I, I don't think it happens unless we say it has. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've also got news. We've got um, uh, Topic of the Week, which won't be a surprise, but we'll keep it a surprise. Um, and we've also got a great export to Shapefile. Oh, wow. Wow. Have we? Um, yes, which was recorded over a month ago. Oh, <laughs> that one. <laughs> With a special guest. With a special guest, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it works out pretty well, I think. I don't want to give it away, but sure. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, we've got we've got lots to come on, uh, get on with. So shall we get on with it, Chris? Uh, with a bit of spatial news. Why not? Spatial news. Right, Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually know more about this than I do. Yeah, you know, I've been playing with this today. That sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> You're not a 15-year-old. <laughs> so the uh, ArcGIS Experience Builder beta is available now. Literally now. Are you experienced, Chris? Well, um, I have now got a little bit of experience with the uh, Experience Builder. Now, Chris, um, I'd, I'd hate to interrupt. But no, you don't. As obvious as it is in the name, what is it? Oh, well. Well. I was trying to describe this to a colleague today, and I kind of came up with, if you can imagine the love child of <laughs> uh, Web App Builder, Story Map, and something like WordPress. Right. You're kind of getting there. I mean, it would have been a great party, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you can imagine that love child, so there's a bit of web app buildery kind of functionality in there. There's a bit of multimedia in there. There's, you know, you can drop in Survey123. There's some Survey123 in there. Um, it joined the party a little bit late. Uh, and then you've kind of got that experience of website building that you kind of get with WordPress. It's, um, it's a bit like that. So you can create a website that's, got maps in it and videos in it and multimedia and and maybe a survey one two three um form and and you know so, oh, yeah um and it's all mashed together in a kind of drag and drop hook together kind of vibe i i mean i'd hate to be i don't know unexcited chris but i'm not getting it well that mm, I think when you use the word love child, um, <laughs> you should be more excited about it. <laughs> I've only okay. I've only had a chance to play with it um, today, so it's not like I'm kind of uh, an expert or anything like that. But I was able with reasonable, you know, quickness to build a not too bad a website. Great. And did you want to build it, Chris? Uh, well, I was playing rather than, you know, doing okay. something with uh, a particular aim in mind. But um, I reckon if, you know, if you're a kind of person who quite likes a good story map um, or you're kind of going, ah, I wish Web App Builder was a little less Web App Builder, then, you know, I think the uh, GIS Experience Builder is 
is something you're going to be interested in. I can okay. guarantee you we're going to start to see a whole heap of websites built with it. I imagine so. Um, what I would say is it's beta and it was a little bit slow and a little bit... I'm not sure if the word's buggy, but things took longer than I thought they would. Um, okay. Um, I mean, so you've got to check it out, right? Been, if you know, It's one of yeah. these things. So just It's just not Christmas, but Esri has come to the party with something new to play with. So it's the next generation of Web App Builder. No. That's what it says in the blurb. I'm reading it verbatim. No. Um, Okay. It, um, okay, so it was built with flexibility and performance in mind. Flexibility, yes. Performance, yeah. Um, And it's been years in the making. I couldn't possibly comment, but it's not something they knocked up last weekend. Right. Okay, so it's downloaded. So, so Chris, it's a... No, 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 you don't have to download it. It's... Um, it's no, it uh, says, for developers, the developer... Oh, the developer. Downloaded. Yeah, there's a developer kind of download, but you can also just, you know, r- run it from a website. Okay. Hmm. All right. Wow, something new, Chris. That's super exciting. So, while, whilst you're on the kind of um, Esri something new... Um, yes. We should we should mention quip uh, quip quit no I can't say it quick capture quick capture yeah okay what is that then Chris well it's a love child no well maybe <laughs> um, sorry what is happening at Esri with all these love children <laughs> I mean <laughs> who knows <laughs> for for diversity but uh, imagine that um, that collector uh, is faster. Right, so it's kind of like it's it's a collector type application, but enables you to collect things from a moving vehicle. Um, so you know, if you want to, you know, you're driving around and you're doing a survey, it's like you're shopping, you can just open your door and you collect it. Uh, yeah, kind of. So you can just drive along and go, "Hey, there's a thing. Click. There's a thing. Click. There's a thing. There's some stuff. Stop." Yeah, um, hands-free device. Yes. Well, you got your dry, You've got a passenger who's doing it. Uh, anyway, right. the point being, it's actually pretty cool. Um, it's really good for that. Uh, you know, you, when you, you're capturing stuff quickly, as the name would suggest. Um, yeah, allows you to do kind of field observations from a moving vehicle, or you know, that kind of thing. It's cool. Okay. Hmm. Uh, all right. So that's that's two fantastic things out from Esri this week. Well, uh, this month. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Spatial news. But Chris, we're speaking of Esri, so I'm going to jump into great, the great Bern Skarsky. Skarsky, sorry, Bern. I could pronounce that better, but I can't at the moment. All right, and, and last You've just completely murdered his surname. You said then? No. <laughs> at least I had a go. You did, yeah. Um, points for trying. Um, and the last podcast, if you remember that long ago, um, Burn wrote a great article about making pop-ups. Um, you know, he did, uh, and and he he's actually topped himself. What? Uh, topped the last post. He's still alive, I think. What I'm trying to say, he's written another great article. Yes, thanks. <laughs> um, about how to put color in pop-ups. Woohoo! Do you know the best thing about this article? Oh, this is going to sound terrible. <laughs> what, better than he topped himself? Well, 
Actually, no, you've kind of stolen it with that. No, the best thing about this article is I really like the image they've used. It's kind of a close-up of lots of coloured pencils. You know, I, I yes. just really like that. It's a good image. Yes, the, it is a bit of clickbait because pop-ups aren't that interesting. But, uh, no. Um, yeah, great. Using Arcade to add colour, putting in some graphs. Uh, yeah. The thing is, right, so... I, I completely agree. Like, you know, make your pull-ups interesting. Don't use them. Well, no, you can make them interesting. Yeah, they, they, they have a place. You should, yes. Yeah. I think the problem is it's not the content of the pop-up. The thing that really bugs me about Esri's pop-ups in particular, it's just the pop-up box. Well, There's there's just something about it that's a little bit... Just, just to put your context on that, Chris... Yeah. This article was actually published in September twenty-five on September twenty-fifth, two thousand and twelve. What? Uh, so pop-ups are actually, and it, it's just been republished and updated. Oh, okay. Um, so pop-ups actually haven't changed in what's that eight, seven, eight years. That's um, why I so think they feel tired. Yeah, a little bit tired. It's because the web has moved on. Yes. Uh, but now they've got their great experience thing. You don't need to build pop-ups anymore. I don't know. Something like that. Spatial news. All right. So, Chris, back then we weren't comparing apples to apples, were we? No, we were comparing apples to Googles. Well, we are now. Well, yes. Back then we didn't even know what Apple Maps was in 2012. No. Now we have... Do we know what they're now? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Apple Maps has added a, um, uh, what do you call it? Look around, sorry. <laughs> I was going to use the word street view, but that's Google call it. Ah, oh, dear. I, I'm uh, still struggling. Apple look around just sounds. <laughs> if it was Facebook look around, you'd be even more concerned. Well, you have to look around because they're watching you anyway. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Disclaimer. Yep. Um, so Apple have done a Google and captured 3D uh, Street View data. They have. Um, now, the difference is one of them is much smoother, which is Apple. Okay. Uh, Google's probably more comprehensive because they've done a lot of the world already. Yeah. Uh, and what else? Well, I think it's just an interesting article comparing the two. Um, I have to admit to being an Android user, and therefore I don't have any real reason to use Apple Look Around. Um, no, and most Apple users I know use Chrome on their <laughs> iOS device, um, which is going to go to Google Maps. Yeah, so I'm starting to wonder why we're bothered talking about this article. There are definitely going to be people out there who, uh, who use um, Apple, right? Do you know why this is important? I've just thought about it. Suddenly, it's just come. Tell to me, me, tell me, because I need to know. Right, because because within Google Street View's um, terms and conditions, you're not allowed to embed it within a kind of an Esri map. You know how like you want to click on a pop up and it pops up a little Google Street View look. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you can do that with Apple. You can do that with Google. No, you can't. It it's breaching their terms and conditions. Well, why is it part of their API then? Their free API? Uh, because you have to use it within a Google map. Mm. 
Don't don't mess with me on this one. I've done the research. I know the answer. Anyway, I'm just anyway. saying, maybe, I haven't done the research about Apple Lookaround, but maybe that is a way of embedding it, uh, uh, an alternative method of embedding it within your, your map. Mm. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but Read the terms and conditions, somebody. Let me know. Um, Apple does have a, a stauncher stance. A stauncher on, stance? Yeah, stauncher stance. I saying that after privacy. a couple of beers. Keep sending them in, and I'll, uh, I'll I will. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what that has to do with this, but anyway, um, we'll post the article. Have a look. Go go Google Apple Look Around, um, and tell us what you think. Spatial news. Now, Chris, we've mentioned DJI many times, and they still haven't sponsored us. So we're going to stop mentioning them and start talking about Parrot instead. Yes, and one of the reasons to talk about them is unlike TGI, they're actually in use by the US Army. Uh, yes, indeed. So, um, uh, what is it? Um, it's, it's uh, yes, Parrot among manufacturers chosen by the Department of Defense for, Yukon Re- uh, for US Army Recon Drone Program. Yes. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I mean, there are other, other, other brands in the in the uh, running is Skydio, Altavian, Teal Drones, Vantage Robotics, and Luminea. That sounds fantastic, but I believe the parent, uh, parrots, Anafi, Anafi, A N A F I, Anafi, sounds like it. Of, of Pl- course, we know the pronunciation. Yeah, uh, Anafi platform. I mean, I've heard it's awesome, Mark. I would like to experience it. As mentioned before, I've used the DJI drone, it was quite good. Yeah, but you crashed it, didn't you? I mean, that doesn't sound Twice. good. No, it crashed itself. I crashed once. Yeah, okay. Well, but brushed a post, and then it crashed into the um, vines. Well, I believe uh, Parrot's Anafi platform, I mean, it doesn't crash. It's that good, Mark. <laughs> right. Well, one of the um, one of the benefits of uh, the um, drone is that it's actually all the um, propellers. There's mm-hmm. a better name for them, air screws. What are they called on a drone? Propellers, I think, works. Okay. Um, they're more protected. Okay. So, uh, yeah. It is It is good to see that there's a you know, wider use of uh, you know, other drones. I did read an article about Parrot, um, and they are much more kind of uh, focusing more on that high-end or higher-end you know, video capture and creating a platform to allow you to do more things. Whereas I think DJI is you know, very commercial in its uh, in its efforts. Right. I was expecting a uh, pun there about parrots and flying or um, talking back or something. But No, I'm sorry. I've disappointed you and, and possibly our listeners, although my puns tend to be pretty poor, so I maybe not have disappointed <laughs> them. Spatial news. Right, Chris, we've harped on this a lot. Uh, Location-based advertising. We have harped. Yeah. Um, LBA, which almost sounds like it should be part of the um, rainbow community. Um, Sure. But, yeah, there's an interesting article here by uh, Bradley Walker on the HERE blog site about how LBA is going to change your life. It is so going to change your life. You're not even going to know how much your life has changed, and then suddenly it will have changed. Yeah, and it's not just about being diverse. Sure. Uh, so how's it going to change your lives? 
um, you're going to end up uh, being sold more stuff better. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Well, yeah, as I, I, I do keep harping back to I wish they knew I'd brought it already and would stop advertising. That is true. You do. You feel as though there should be a little button you can click on that says, I have bought the lawnmower or whatever else yeah. you're buying, and you don't get any more adverts. True. No, that's it's, it's right. It's like, look, I, I've, I've already got it. Thanks. Go away. I think what we're going to see is, you know, now it's going to be based on your location, and you're going to, you know, it's about getting deals at the right place at the right time because that's where you are. And, you know, hey, you know, pop into McDonald's because we've got. 5% off a Big Mac or something. I don't know. <laughs> and and you'll get it because you're walking past McDonald's. Or, um, you know, uh, you know, these big digital screens that you, you know, or advertising hoardings that you see. You know, being able to change what's on those depending on one, their location, and two, the time of day and the people yeah. who well, potentially people, going past so it. You could have, um, you know, you could, you could have an advertising board changing languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do that at, um, you know, certain airports as well. Yeah. Right. Number two, advanced hyper-relevant geofencing. Yes, that sounds like geofencing, but they've added some exciting words in front of it. I was going to say we so need to move into marketing. (laughs) Um, So you could basically serve the sale incentive to visit that store because you're inside a boundary. Yep. Or um, they could actually tag that you've gone into their opposition store. And yeah, say, totally. Hey, don't be a fool. Well, or more than that, what they can do is um, they'll be able to track what a particular consumer type looks like and where they go, um, and then use that information to target you more effectively. Ah, you mean when they say, "Oh, just just hand in your um, phone number for the survey," and then they attach it to your phone, and then they know what you've bought and they can profile you. It's going to be like this, right? So you're going to, on your phone, you're going to go, you know, you're looking for a new car. I've been looking for a new car. Okay, so on my phone, I'm going to be looking for a new car. And obviously, the advertising company is going to, you know, record the fact that I'm looking at new cars, right? But it doesn't know how serious I am, right? But then it will track my location. It will see that I've actually gone to a few car dealers. And then they're going, ah, he's actually serious about buying a car because he's made the effort to go to a car dealership. All right, now we need to bombard him with extra stuff to get him to buy our car. That's what's going to happen. Uh, that's true. But um, did you know, I said if you, if you walk off a car sales yard without buying a car, mm. it's like an 80% chance or a 90% chance you won't come back. Um, okay. Just, just random facts. Um but yeah I think it comes down to back to digital slavery as well is that um, there's going to be a you know location adds an extra element to, to people's ability to target you yeah totally and and perhaps I'm being naive right but I'd much rather get an advert for something I'm vaguely interested in than something I'm not I don't mind being targeted as long as they're doing a good job about it yeah, and, and you know, I brought the thing. But um, we've talked about this before, but yeah, interesting article. Mm. And do you know what I do like um, about here in particular is that they do lots of these kind of articles. They're kind of articles that kind of make you think. They're not, you know, solely focused on selling here. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're interesting articles. Yeah, and I, I other thing is that what... 
you look at the stuff and you go, oh, that's fa- that's fantastic, but it's not within my, my realm of geospatial. But that's because you're kind of limiting yourself. Not that you should be advertising, but if you're at a city council mm-hmm. or something, you can use the power of location with your clients. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. To, to, to add that extra dynamic. So it's more than just putting it on a map. Um, you know, profiling geospatially is, is useful. Actually finding out how many people are using this particular park service, for example, or how many people are coming into the, the council building as opposed to phoning or doing something else, you know. You, you really can start to, uh, you know, understand how the population is moving around a city. How yeah. can you then improve that by, you know, from, from, from a, a pedestrian perspective or how to make it, you know, easier to get from A to B. There's so many things you can do when you bring location to the equation. Yeah, so I think that's one of the things we try and bring here is not just go, hey, Lau, look at that. Hey, look at that, but think what what you could do in your realm. Mm. Mm. Wise words, Mark, wise words. <laughs> Spatial news. And Chris, finally. Yes, finally. Now, um, as many of our listeners uh you know have probably picked up um mark's got a funny kind of monotone accent that's because he's from new zealand uh and monotone. i've got a don't my, don't my sentences go up at the end i thought it was australian that is australian as well but we do it as well mm, yeah more more kind of monotone and kind of nasally i find more, more flight of the concords yeah 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 great show you should look it up on youtube if you haven't well banned that created the show anyway yeah. Um, so uh, I can't remember what I was saying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're from New Zealand. We've mentioned that. I think I'm from many, New Zealand. Do you now live here? Are you a citizen? Or can we um, do you know, I've just applied for my citizenship. Ah, so we, uh, we can still um, deport you. Oh, I think if anybody listens to this, they'll probably um, cancel my application instantly. Um, I've almost lost the will to live, Mark. <laughs> Starting to think our listeners might. Have. So, uh, the reason I like this story, this is a history of the harbour crossing, right? So, Auckland, we have a harbour and there's a bridge across it. Imagine yes. Sydney Harbour bridge, and then much smaller and, <laughs> and and less impressive, and you're you're kind of there with the harbour crossing. Um, yes, um, but but this this one has nifty clip-ons. It on does have side. nifty clip-ons because when they built it first, it was too not small, big enough. like everything yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but this article, and the reason I like it is because it actually talks about the numerous different options they kind of uh, looked at, including tunnels and, you know, as well as the bridge and the different routes that they could potentially take um, and, you know, all these kind of different um, ways that you could actually get from the North Shore to uh, into Auckland and vice versa yeah and this is 67 uh, we're talking about right yeah yeah, yeah 1967 and, and and i think what's really interesting is that you know now sorry 59 59 ah blimey um now what 40 odd years later no more than that <laughs> what are we now 60 yes yeah that was close um one we still don't have an alternative harbour crossing <laughs> no no, so you know we spent a lot of time not doing anything. Um, but two, I don't actually think that much has changed. Uh, for predominantly, no, it is it is still the only well the only way really to get across the harbour. Um, 
I suspect the council still use paper maps to work out where they should put a new one. Um, but it tells a good story. It tells it with maps. It tells what it could be like. Um, and you know, if you're if you're into harbour bridges, um, then this could be interesting. Yeah, and and if any of you follow the America's Cup, you know, it's also quite interesting to see where the America's Cup is is, yeah, going to be won from. Well, yes, yeah, someone's going to win it. That is, that is, yes, actually yeah. determined. Yeah. That feels like the news, Mark. That was, that was it, we've spent a long time on news. We don't normally spend this long. It's because the news has been so, I don't know, exciting, or we're just out of practice at talking more quickly about stuff. <laughs> anyway, that was the news. Let's get on to topic of the week. Topic of the week. Now, if you're on the up on social media, you would have noticed something. Mm. Uh, that we got up at a very early time in the morning and uh, watched the Esri conference live and then tweeted about it. Well, tweeted, instant, Facebooked. It, it's kind of a, a service that we like to offer. It is, and it's something that we, it actually trends on Twitter quite high. Mm. And this, of course, is the uh, the fashion of wear. Yeah. It's um, something everybody talks about. <laughs> it actually is. And the, um, of course, it, it really comes out, comes to the fore at the Esri Conference. So the topic of the week this year, this week, is every Esri Conference. But first we're going to harp on about how good the fashion of wear was. Go on then, start harping. We've been harping an awful lot in this episode. Right, so if you get onto your Twitter, if you get onto your Insta and put in hashtag fashion aware, you will see a lot of posts and a lot of response. Uh-huh. About just how 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 much fashion and geospatial go together. And they do. I mean there's no doubt that they do. They're, they're almost kind of they're intrinsically linked. I see. You know, I, I think people have a uh, a slightly negative view of geographers and fashion. Yeah, it's a you sandals know? and socks. Yeah, kind of. You know, and and actually, I don't think there's anything wrong with a good sandal and socks look. Um, <laughs> that's not true. Actually, there's an awful lot wrong with it. Um, <laughs> that's what your wife said anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wearing that again. Again. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, there, there, there's there's something to be said for for you know. We're very good at cartography, most geographers. Cartography okay, is essentially I'm not. okay. Cartography is essentially fashion on a page. Right? Yeah. And 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 that's why I think you know geographers have got a certain style. Well, they do, um, and. We just like to highlight that style. Um, so yeah, have a have a look through it if you haven't already. Um, there's some there are some great standouts. I think people do go to the effort um, of you know they know they're on stage in front of tens of thousands of people, mm-hmm. and um, they put on a good show. They 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 show what it means to be a fashionable geographer. And and long may it continue. Yeah. And yeah. just also like to mention Andrew Middleton at Eco Andrew TRC, uh-huh. and his tweet of saw at Geodorable tags using fashion of wear and assumed it was going to be sexist trash. 
it's actually quite sweet. Oh, so uh, thank you, Andrew. We appreciate the reverse. Can't believe I would have thought we'd do success trash. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like well, they don't know us. No, 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 no. We're surely going to talk a bit more than than just about the fashion of Wearmark in topic of the week. Oh, we are. We're going to talk about the great, exciting stuff that happened at the Esri User Conference. Thank goodness. You start, Chris. <laughs> well, from um, from my position, which was um, you know about ten, fifteen thousand miles away, um, the stage looked tiny. <laughs> um, but I but I really enjoyed the plenary. Actually, I mean, you know, watching it online, which is. Um, not something I've actually done that, done that before, um, but this time you know you can't always go to the conference, and many people can't. And this time, just uh, to be perfectly honest, was super busy at work and couldn't find the time. But um, it was it was actually really well done, and I felt kind of part of it. Yeah, I think one um, one of the things that Ezra continuing to do is to play. Play the emotional card rather than the technical card, mm. um, and they're very good at, at at going. Look, isn't this wonderful? I mean, they even had Exxon Mobil up there, mm-hmm. who who don't get a lot of stage presence at non uh, oil <laughs> <laughs> things, and Exxon were going, "Hey, look, we're doing good things for the environment," and everyone was like, "Oh, isn't that fantastic?" Yeah, but you see, they're they're playing to the audience is is actually, and I'm I'm kind of you know with them on that, right? Most, and I'm being very generic here. I think lots of geographers get into into geography because they care about the environment, right? They care about the world in which we live. And then they print hundreds of maps with errors on them and have to reprint and reprint. But carry on. Oh, Mister Negative. No, I just. Uh, um. Yeah, I get that. I th- I think there's also a, a ploy. Ploy? Ploy. That if you're using their software and they have a good emotional story, that it makes you feel better about using their software. I mean, you know, you're looking at the uh, the Microsoft and Facebook and even Google are getting the, the sort of social backlash. Um, from if, Although their software is good, people aren't emotionally connected to it because they're spying on them. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. I think after that article about uh, how our location is being spied on to sell us more. Um, yeah, carry on. Okay. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Esri going, hey, look, our software is continuing to do good. Mm-hmm. Um, but but on to the big announcements, Chris. What was the big announcements? I don't know. <laughs> well, there weren't really any. Yeah, but there aren't any more, and and I, no. I, you know, and I think that's not surprising because we've moved into a, a, a we've moved into a time when data is just you know it's updated four times a year or whatever it is three four times a year, and there's just continuous improvements. It's hard now to do the major announcements, you know, even things like um, you know Experience Builder, which we talked about in the news. I don't think it was announced at the conference that the beta is available. Um, I mean, maybe that was the plan to have it available, but they didn't quite make it. You know, but the announcement came, what's the date? Was announcement was made on, you know, the 29th of July that the beta was available. You know, they're not even using the plenary to announce stuff like that. Um, so I don't know. I, th- I think there's more of a, you know, it's a, it is a place to go and 
be concerned about you know um, kind of global issues sure that was one of those shows where you're like sure i completely disagree with you chris but I know, was a, no no i get your point i i'm i'm i don't know i'm maybe i'm i'm just too cold-hearted chris <laughs> i think i think it's literally gone of the days where you'd go to the conference and you know both you and i are long enough in the tooth now to to kind of remember those you'd go to the conference and it would be a big announcement you'd be super excited about the new yeah eight would. point you know new release eight of eight you know nine point something well, I remember when you know three point three was. No, I don't, Chris. Yes, you do. No, I was using. Um, You're older than me. No, because I, I considerably, was using consi- considerably um, older than me. Geomedia by Intergraph. Oh, were you? Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I remember using three point three. Didn't touch and kind of the sp- three. Thankfully, when all the bugs have been ironed out. Just saying, you don't get those kind of announcements necessarily anymore. No, you don't. Um, and the and but also the. Um, the SV suite of tools is so big now that it's well it used to be a suite and now they've added kind of like a, a shows long a buffet and menu yes <laughs> it's, it's like one of those las vegas buffet menus it goes on and on on and you, and you get halfway through it and you're like i've eaten a lot should i purge myself or should i be civilized <laughs> oh dear um yes which which i think also makes it it's it's much harder now to be an expert in Esri. And I say that as a consultant who specializes th- well, in working with it. Yeah, I think it's harder to be an application expert with Esri. I think developing is still fine. Um, and the architecture, software architecture hasn't changed well, that much. Well, maybe, although, you know, even though the things there change quite considerably. But now, I mean, you know, let's take experience builder. You're kind of going, well, when do I experience build and when do I get a developer to do it? You know, when, when do I stick with my story map or do I use, Yeah, you know? Well, actually, we should have highlighted that about experience as builder because you can't get story map code, can you? Um, but anyway. You can yeah, get what? Story map as a code. Base. Yeah, I think you can. can you? Okay. Yeah. They're, quite, they're really easy to customize, actually. Um, but yeah, so... Um, now, well... One of the things I do love about a conference, though, Chris, mm. is the freebies. Listen to our podcast last year. So what freebies did you manage to get from... Well, my colleague, Andrew, who I've mentioned before, because I crashed his drone, and I'm sorry, um, that uh, he went, and he brought, he actually got quite a few good um, good freebies. Um, one of the th- That's because Andrew is the luckiest man on alive and always wins prizes at things as he's also the nicest what? What? nicest man he world. is no he's lovely where did you get that drone from oh yes he won, won it, it. <laughs> yeah yes he does seem tend to turn up to conferences and win things he does um which is great well it's but, great for him yeah <laughs> it is but anyway he uh he brought me back something from uh, abu dhabi again oh i've still um, got a hat that i got from him last yes year. i got the hat got the what else was there? It was the year of Zoltan, wasn't it? Was mm. Anyway, um, a fantastic fold-up wallet, which I've put a whole lot of mountain bike tools in. Like It's it's like a, as big as a laptop, and it folds into three, and came with a wow. USB charger and stuff. It was really, really good. That's um, fantastic. So, Abu Dhabi, the, the city that keeps on giving. It truly is. Um, Andrew said they're actually quite hard to get. Um, so it was quite pleased. He got one for himself as well, obviously. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't just think of me. 
Um, yeah, so that was good. There was he didn't see any baseballs this year. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, a bunch of bunch of mints and oh, I'm trying to remember who who it was. Someone put out spearmint mints. Oh, I like those. But they're green and look like rat poison. Mm, still like them. Like them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was probably the highlight of the um, giveaways. Sorry, the highlight of the giveaways was a spearmint that looked like rat poison. No, it was the fold-out wallet from it. Oh, sorry, sorry. Um, so yeah, if you've got, um, actually, we should have started the hashtag. If you've got uh, a story about good, some good freebies or actually something interesting um, out of the Esri conference, we'd love to hear. So get in touch with us. Yeah, cool. And I think that's about it for topic of the week. Um. Yeah, okay, cool. Now, Chris, we keep on giving. (laughs) We say that, but we haven't given for a month, so we're sorry. Um, But we have an extra special export to Shapefile. Mm -hmm. And we got uh, uh, one of our listeners, um, Natalie Scott, got in touch with us and said, hey, I think I can beat you guys at export to Shapefile. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so I volunteered to uh, take her on. Yeah. And um, we have quite an exciting battle. Well, there's always an exciting battle, Mark. <laughs> That's what Exports to Shapefile is. It's an exciting... Oh, I don't know. It just gets your heart racing just thinking about it. Sure does. And so we've got that uh, Export to Shapefile battle for you now. Hello, and I'm here with a very special export to Shapefile with a special guest. Hello, Natalie. Hi, listeners. You can say hello to me too if you want. <laughs> but fine, we're getting serious. Uh, so Natalie has contacted the show uh, and said, hey, I think I'm better than you at export to Shapefile, um, which is I know, appealing to my ego at least. Well, I guess we'll find out, you know, who wins on the day. <laughs> yes, but it seems... Um, <laughs> It does seem like you've brought your game face. Well, I'm, I'm, I've been training quite hard. Um, I have to admit, I'm new to the export to shapefile community. Um, but I've been listening to a lot of your your games and obviously the um the games that have been played at some of the national events. So I think I'm ready for this. <laughs> I know. Well, I do like um, I do like your fighting spirit. So, uh, with that, shall we shall we start? And um, and our guests to serve. All right. Um. So I'm gonna mix it up a bit and start in the 3D analyst toolbox with Rastatin. Okay. Um. It's it's. I wouldn't say it's a strong serve, but it's a start. Um, okay, we'll go with, um, create fishnet from the data management tool set. Uh, straight into data management. All right. Um, I can match that with a, also data management, geotagged photos to points. Okay. Sensible move. Um, I mean, feel free to have a bit of banter there. You don't have to be so serious. 
Look, this is my game face, okay? It's not it's not about the fun, Mark. It's about the uh it's about the winning, to be fair. Uh, and and just in case, are you are you a good winner and a and a good loser, Natalie? Um well we'll find out one way or the other. Okay, uh enough total inside three D from three D analyst. Oh, very nice. I um I didn't see that one coming. Um I'll, I think you've forced me into um, editing, so with trim line. Okay, good move. Feeling nervous yet? <laughs> well, no, it is, um, yeah, you're, you're not a novice, that's that's quite obvious. Um, okay, we'll uh, go with a nice standard generate near table from the analysis tool set. I see. Okay. It's a, it's a good move. It's a safe move. Um, but I did sort of think you might do that. Um, going to reclass by table, spatial analysis. Okay. It's good. <laughs> um, I think you'll find it's better than good. Like, that's a quality move right there. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, right, we'll keep it safe then and go register with GeoDatabase. All right, I am going to go back into data management as well then with Analyze Tools for Pro. Are you sure that's actually a um, tool, tool, not a toolbox? Uh, it is a tool, although you do have to spell it with the Z because it's an American spelling. Uh, it's very useful if you're doing a migration between uh, Python um, from 2.7 into 3. Okay. Um, thank you for that background. That's not intimidating. Um, I'm going to get a little bit wild. Uh, emerging hotspot analysis from the space-time pattern mining toolbox. The what? <laughs> yes, it does sound like a bit out of Doctor Who. It's the space-time pattern mining from the toolbox. Okay. Um, in that case, I will uh, do a natural neighbor. Well, not, not unexpected, uh, but good move. Okay, um, keeping it wild. Uh, Dendrogram from Spatial Analyst. Okay, nice. Um, Is it wild enough for you? It's it's, it's getting there. I'm. Uh, I have to admit, I'm having a, a little blow to my confidence at the moment. Um, I can squeeze into mobile with a synchronized mobile cache tool. You can. Uh, good. Now, I'm going to throw out probably probably a little bit brutal. I may get complaints about this. Um, solar radiation graphics from the spatial analyst tool. Um, you weren't expecting no, that. No, I wasn't, and I might just have to um, think for a minute. Um, no, I think that's been a, uh, a fair fight, but I'm going to have to export to shapefile. I'm going to try and be a good winner. Um, 
The yeah, I think maybe I was a little bit brutal. You know, there, there were probably nicer moves to play there with um, a guest on your show. I'll put it that way. But winning is winning. And it turns out also losing is losing. It is. So thank you, Natalie, for uh, your appearance. I, I hope you come back. This is, I also hope it hasn't put off um, too many listeners from, <laughs> from challenging us. Um, no, thank you for, for letting me come in, uh, and um, play Export to Shapefile on your show, Um Always good to get some real life practice, and I will obviously have to do some more study before next time. Great. Well, thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you. I did not expect you to win, Mark. Thank you, Chris. Your, your confidence in me is amazing. Well, I can beat you. Sh- sure. So you know, and and, um, and you thought that Natalie could beat me? Yeah. Because. Well, she's just going to be. Look, winners are grinners, and I'm grinning. <laughs> Was there a moment when you thought you'd you'd got it covered? Uh, I knew at the end. Um, wow, Mark! Oh, that no, no, like, it's like, amazing. <laughs> as as we approached the end, but um, yeah, as, as as just before halfway, I was thinking, I better not lose this. It's going to be quite embarrassing. <laughs> So fear, fear drove me on. Okay, okay, cool. Um, but thank you very much, Natalie, for getting in touch with us and uh, for for giving us a, a good export to shapefile battle. If you'd like um, to get in, have a battle against uh, maybe Chris this time, seeing apparently he's better than me. <laughs> well, yeah. It, uh, I mean, it, listeners, if I was you, I'd challenge Mark. It's, it's going to be an easier battle oh now you're demeaning natalie <laughs> now you're saying she lost to the lesser lesser competitor nice well, she won't mind me saying that <laughs> um so yeah if you'd like to like to have a battle get in touch um and if you've got any um actually other experiences that's something we didn't really cover from the um from the Ezra uc was was the battles mm-hmm um, so maybe next podcast we'll have to uh, we'll have to cover those. But yeah, if you've got some stories of of a battle you had at the UC, get in touch with us. And um, other than that, yeah, we promise to uh, not leave the gap quite as long as we have done. Um, technology, I think we we we're kind of sorted now, probably maybe. Sure. What else could go wrong? Uh, f- your well, your mic and headphones could crash and burn. <laughs> let's hope not. Yes, let's definitely hope not. Um, and with that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, indeed. And um, same time next podcast. Yeah. Um, and get in touch with us. We, we really like to hear from you. Yeah. Cool. See you later. <laughs>